This is Na Slovensku aj po anglicky. I'm your host, Jeremy Hill. This is Nina Koho. She is an amazing singer, songwriter, and producer from Trenčín, Slovakia. I first met Nina at a music festival where our bands performed. That night she was singing with the seasoned and well-known indie rock band The Optimist. Even next to these older and talented musicians, she stood out. She commanded the stage with the ease and grace of someone twice her age. At only 17, she had the vocal range and confidence that for others would take decades to achieve. Only a year later, after releasing her hit single Blue Sunray, which you are listening to now, she was awarded Discovery of the Year at the 2020 Radiohead Awards. And that was just the formal start to her career. Nina now attends the famed The Brit School in London, where she studies music production. And on February 2nd, she released her much-anticipated EP, Pandemonium, a four-track cinematic treat. So I thought I would break from my usual content and introduce you to someone I hope you like. Naslonsko i Poanglitsky was conceived as a bridge that connects foreigners and Slovaks, and I think it works best when it travels both ways. Now I bring you Nina Kohot. Ah, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so when did you begin this musical journey of yours? I mean, I think it's kind of a cliche to say like in the beginning, <laughs> but it's true because I, my father was a musician and is a musician. Um, so I was really somehow surrounded by it from the very beginning. Um, there were just few moments when there was no music playing in our house. Um, I started to play guitar in a very young age, I think like seven um, or six, then piano later on. I was singing the whole time, like from the age of four. I was in this kind of folklore group, then in choir for 10 years. And then I was singing. I started to perform like actively since like the age of 12. Um, and since then, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of on this way, trying to figure out what I'm doing. and you know, just basic stuff, musician stuff. Right, right. Well, well, tell me about your family. So my dad is Peter Kohout, or Peter Kohout, and he is a saxophonist and a clarinet player as well, and he plays in bands like Autumnist um, or Bezlabia Slabu or Haveem. Um, yeah, and my mom is not a musician, but she's a music lover. <laughs> so um, we kind of all have like a really, I think, kind of deep understanding of music and feeling the music. Um, what was, I think, a big part of the reason why I became a musician myself. Um, because there are several levels you can kind of feel music, I think, in a way. And since I was surrounded by that amount of focus on music and on like how 
how I how one should feel it and how one should kind of live it. Um, I think that was really inspiring for me. Hmm. How old were you when you decided that you really wanted to be a musician? Um, I think I was, oh, that's hard to say because like I knew from a very early stage that that is something that makes so much sense to me and that I can't imagine myself in a different job. Um, but I still don't know like if I'll end up but I'll probably will. I hope I will end up being some kind of, you know, doing some kind of artistic um, activity. But I guess maybe from the age of like 16, when I moved to London, um, when I when I yeah, because I started to study at Kimpel in, uh, in Trenchin, what like gymnasium. And then after two years of that study, I left and I went to London without like finishing the school. So I think that move was, I wouldn't do it if I wouldn't kind of plan to be a musician. Um, and that was like two years ago. Now I'm 18. So when I was maybe around like 16, I kind of um, was like, okay, I'm going to really risk my life <laughs> and, and uh, just... <laughs> Put myself on this path, like seriously. Who were your inspirations growing up um, musically? Um. Oh, I mean, to be honest, I don't now. Like when I when I like for the past two two years or one year, I don't listen to music much. What's so weird? Because since I create quite a lot, or not create music, but like I surround myself with so much music since I'm studying in a school that is like. I study music production, so there is music everywhere. I kind of love to have um, silence as well now. But I would say that, like, I love Nick Cage. Um, I love uh, Goldfrapp or Portishead, of course. I love Sigur Ross. Um, David Bowie's, like, latest um, creative uh, activity, like Black Star and, and Next Day and those albums. Um Emotion heap as well. So these kind of, um, I guess, like sonic storytellers in a way, um, what I love to focus my music on as well, I guess, to kind of tell a story with, with, um, with every aspect of, of the song. <laughs> Would you say that uh, foreign artists were a bigger influence than Slovak artists? For me, mm -hmm. um, I guess so. What's quite weird, but it's, I mean, I love when I feel bad or something, I love to listen to Slovak or Czech music because that feels like home. Um, and I just lately, actually just when I moved to London, I started to listen more to Slovak and Czech music. What's so weird because I think I missed my home. And just just now I'm like realizing how much good music there is. Um, but yeah, I would say like I was definitely more influenced by like foreign music. But I, I'm really keen to, to dive deeper into like Slovak and Czech one as well. So you say that you were part of a folklore group when you were a child? 
oh yeah, I was, I was. Yeah. And I'm actually starting to feel like the influence of that on my music now. Um, what I really love because I never was too passionate about it. Like I loved it, but I wasn't like, for example, my sister, my older sister really, um, really, really loves, loves folklore. And I also do, but like it never really kind of, you know, just took me so, so intensively. But now um, I love to have those little elements in my music in a really little amount because I, I think that that is kind of um, differentiating me from, from other artists, for example, here in London, because we have like a really specific um, sound uh, in Slovakia, in Slovak folklore. Um, which these people in London don't really, they didn't come across it or like didn't, you know, hear such things. So I think that is quite a special thing to have. It's nice to have a, a bit of a mix. You bring your own background into your music. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, um, at first when I came here, I was, um, it was strange because some, like somehow I appeared in this city where there's so much talent and like so much musicians, so much artists, when like it seemed to me impossible, and it still seems to me impossible to kind of um, be able to to somehow get seen here, since there are so many people which are waiting to get seen. Um, but I'm slowly kind of realizing that I should just somehow, I think, keep doing my thing. Um, and kind of connecting it with like Slovak folklore or, or like my background, as you called it as well. And I think that is the way to go for me. It is the way I can kind of um, show something that maybe wasn't showed before, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you cut your teeth with Slovak folklore music, um, but then you started playing some alternative music as you uh, grew okay. older, right? So yeah. when did you first start playing with these older musicians? <laughs> um, older musicians? You mean ultimately? <laughs> um, um, oh, wow. What was the age? I think it was like maybe 14, 15. Mm -hmm. um, I think 14, actually. Or 13. I don't know. But um, it was quite early, actually. And that was such a game changer for me, I think, because... My father was always in like alternative circles. So um, it wasn't that like I didn't know about the music, but uh, but by by playing it and by performing it with like Autumnist as a singer, um, that really, um, I somehow started to understand it way more. And it really, really, really influenced what I do now. I, I sometimes wonder like what I would be doing without them. I think I would just end up doing this like like slow sad um balladic songs i guess um which is nice but i really feel like that's not something i was supposed to do um so yeah it was such a big such a big step in my life so how did it feel to perform with your father oh it felt so nice i love to perform with him. i love to perform with him but I love to perform with him in Autumnist as well as like just when he plays with me because we play together. So when I have a concert as me, as Nina Kohout, he always, or when he can, but he usually really like 98% is there. 
um, with clarinet though, not with saxophone, what's quite a different uh, field than alternate. And that that is even more uh, powerful for me because he listens so much to what I do. He listens to every breath I make. Um, and we really become this like, like we just kind of breathe in and out together. And um, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm so spoiled now because I, I know that if I'll be playing with other musicians, um, I would still expect them to listen to me in such a detailed way as he does. But we are so connected when we play and when we don't play as well. So it's really, it's such a beautiful experience to have. It was in 2020, uh, you won the Radiohead Music Award uh, for Discovery of the Year uh, for your single Blue Sunray. Yeah. So how did that feel? Oh, that was actually really surprising um, because since I moved here, I felt like I can't put such a big attention to Slovak scene as I as I wish. Um, so this 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 thing that happened was so like such a it left me with such a warm feeling um, because I love. Slovak scene so much I love Slovak audience so much like that's my favorite audience still um not that I like experience many right um but um yeah it was so it was so beautiful because I was voted by people and that's such a that's such a like a big gesture for me because it shows that they believe in me they believe in what I make and the, and the music I make is not really mainstream uh, it's not really common it's quite strange um so to see that people can understand that and feel it was so beautiful for me it really meant a lot with the common exhales we blow out the future and past leftovers in- now you're in england um yeah. and you're living there as a student can you tell me about your school and what it's like to be a, a foreigner? So I study at the Brit School. Um, what I was so lucky to get into um, because I, I think I'm the first Slovak studying here um, and I'm the only foreigner in my class. So that was at first quite um, challenging, let's say, a bit. But I really love the school because, well, yeah, I started to study like music production, music technology, while having none experience in music production. Uh, so, but I didn't want to study music. I wanted to study something I kind of never, I don't know, something I, I wanted to like knew, to know, wanted to know. So at first it was um, like, you know, so much tries and fails and just... I, it really frustrated me how I couldn't kind of explain what I meant in a language I wasn't speaking well and stuff. But now it gave me so much, like um, I'm extremely thankful for, for this experience. And I'm really thankful that I, I managed to somehow find the the, the, the guts, to, to say guts, like the braveness mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. here kind of and move here at, at like in the age of 17 um 
I'm not sure if I would have the guts to do it now. Like, but back then somehow it was such a, like, it was so fast and, and it just somehow happened and I appeared here and, and then I regretted it and it was hard and stuff. But then when I kind of, when few hard months passed, it became like the best thing I could do um, because I kind of produced the EP, uh, which is coming up, uh, my debut EP very soon, coming out very soon. I produced most of it like myself. And that's such a big um, achievement for me because like I always, I, I had a dream to, to be able to produce my own stuff and to be able to kind of capture the, the sounds which I heard to actually, to a song. Um, so no, I, I, yeah, I love it. I love to be, I love to be a student of that school. It's, it's an excellent school. So how was it being the only foreigner in the class? Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, um, I felt lost. I felt, you know, like frustrated and, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a challenge at first, but, um, I appeared to be like around such a nice people. And I think that's the, that's the kind of base which you have to have. Like when you come to a new city where you don't know anyone, that is the hard part about it. But when you actually find your circles, your people, you feel comfortable around and that somehow accept you. I think that is kind of like, then you can kind of breathe out finally. Uh, like you don't need to worry anymore much because I think for me, people were always um, the most important thing wherever I arrived. Um, like for me to feel comfortable around someone was the ground for me to be happy kind of. Um, so, you know, I, like after two months of me missing my family extremely, my, um, my nephew was just born um, and I had to leave. So that was so hard. And um, yeah, but then, no, I, 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 I'm so happy. I managed to somehow like um, just live through those two months. And then now I'm, I, I, yeah, I consider it like the best thing I could do. So now that you've had a little time there, have you built a connection with the music of the UK? Um, um, you know, I don't know if I, I mean, I definitely found some people I um, want to collaborate with or I collaborated with. Um, it's, for example, Lucas Armstead, who is um, the co-producer of my song Moonlight, um, which is my classmate. And I really want to like work with him again because we really understand each other. So that is the contact I'm most kind of proud on yet. Um, but I'm not sure if I got too much into the UK music scene. I mean, because since COVID was happening and stuff, it was not that easy. But I went to see Nick Cave in the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> so that was big. <laughs> and um, yeah, so <clears throat> I'm slowly getting there. But I think I still need way more time here to really understand the like infrastructure of the culture here. But I went to a lot of galleries. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can. Have you been performing there? Um, as oh, a yes. Solo artist? Yeah. Yes, several, just not many times, but I think like maybe seven times. Um, I tried like little things and 
And then I think the last concert I had was really nice um, because there were some open mics, like those kind of, um, you know, performances. But then uh, for, I think the last two concerts I had were actually like, I really felt like artist again, like, uh, you know, like not just a singer, songwriter or whatever. Um, I felt like people actually listened and they came to me and like now I'm really focusing on the release of the EP and I'm really kind of, I'm not even creating, I'm, I'm, I'm working on so many other aspects of the release, um, but I can't wait to ha like have it out and start to perform again. I'm actually having like headliner uh, concert on 20th of February. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited to play that one. Really, really excited to play that one because it's in a good venue. And um, yeah, like the EP will be out and it's such a big kind of um, reveal, like uh, not reveal, like when I, when you kind of like can- An introduction, right? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So what is it like performing for a, um, a British audience? Um, it's definitely a really humbling experience um, because in Slovakia, I spent like, I don't know how, like five years, I think, or four years kind of building my career and building my name. So when I played somewhere, people kind of, kind of knew who I was. And um, so they looked at me differently. They they didn't talk through my performances much and they were kind of interested while in the UK, people are not so interested in you. Like, um, so I like here in UK, I played concerts and gigs. I would never kind of play in Slovakia if it makes sense because I, I was just thankful to play anything. Um, and I still am. So I... I really kind of yeah, such a humbling experience for me to 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 see an audience who kind of don't give a shit about me. Like um yeah, so I just somehow need to build my name again and see what they react to, what they don't react to, um what what they are interested in, what they are not interested in. So um it's a whole new hard i think journey for an artist to kind of move to a country he's where he's like no one no 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 one but it's really it's it's a good experience to have i think yeah yeah it builds character right? yeah definitely. yeah well now that you've had uh, you've had little experience there in the uk um with the music scene um do you have a favorite city in the uk or even slovakia what's what's the best city for music um in slovakia like from a music perspective i mean i love trenching i was born there right but i'm mm -hmm. such a big fan <laughs> <laughs> so um and i think like the the music re like regarding not regarding like um considering how small trenching is and how little amount of people there 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 are um it it has I think a really strong uh, art scene and like music scene. Um, I love, I love, I love the 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 people there, the musicians. And in the UK, I would say, like London is definitely amazing for for music. But I feel like there 
is so much talent and so much musicians of all kind that sometimes it's really hard to find what I like because there is just there is just so much of it everywhere. So yeah, I was um I was wondering about like moving to Brighton. Even the Brighton feels like more band focused than electronic music focused or something. But I feel like it's easier there to to get hurt in a way since it's not so loud and not so overwhelming. Um, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I wasn't living there yet. Um, but I will let you know in like one year's time. So that, that brings us to the, the new EP. Um, so when is it released and, and uh, what's the title? So it's released on like 2nd of February, 2000, no, 2022. So like yeah. I just know the twos are in the date. I, I, I can't say it in English. Um, and it's called Pandemonium. Um, it consists of four songs, which one of them is released already, Moonlight. And uh, yeah, and there are three more songs which uh, I'm really proud of. Um, it's so different from Blue Sun Ray. So different. Like Blue Sun Ray was acoustic. It was really just this kind of soul reflection song. While these songs are really, I put a lot of energy and time and myself into building the sound of them. And they have like way more bigger production. Um, some of them. Um, and... I feel like that is definitely way more my sound that, than than any other stuff I released so far. Um, so, but it's it's weirder as well. It's quite bold. I think it's um, I can't, for example, put it in a genre category myself. So I really wonder what will people say about it in a way, like if they will be able to connect with it because I can connect with it so much. Like I can connect it with it in a way that I never was able to with my music before. Um, and it really feels like this is me or I'm really getting to who I am musically. But um, yeah, I'm just really curious what people will will say about it. Like if they'll be able to feel it in a way I want them to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly the, the tone is a bit darker than what you previously released. Um, do you think that that's a reflection of the times or... Or this is more um, who you are? Um, I think it's definitely more who I am. I mean, I'm a happy person, but I like I like dark tone. I like dark sounds. Um, but I really hope I will have, like, I'll create the happy album once. <laughs> I'll really, or just a happy song, you know, I would really love that. But actually, one song on the EP is quite, um, is very light and it's very, it's a Slovak one. It's the last one. It's called Prebudzanka. And that one, I think, has a really sunny tone. And I really enjoy having a sunny song. So I really hope I'll be able to make more of that kind of music. But yeah, I think I had quite a um, tough year um, and, and a beautiful one, but like a challenging one, not just connected with Corona, but other stuff as well. So I think that made me to dive really deep into myself and also kind of sonically to reflect 
that in and yeah, and these songs were somehow created. So I don't know. I really, I'm really my, I'm, I'm curious myself, like how the next EP or album will sound like, like if this dark tone is my tone or it was just a reflection of what was happening in my life. I don't know. Let's see. So do you think uh, living in the UK had a, had an influence on this record? Maybe a bit, but I guess more of like relationships and stuff and um, maybe not seeing my family as well, actually, um, made me feel things way more intensively because when you, when you are, when you're having your family around you and something hard is happening, you, you go to them and you speak to them and it feels better. But since I was here alone, um, I had to face it myself and I kind of turned to music to help me, I guess. That is all for today's show. I would like to thank Dead Red Records for allowing me to use all of these beautiful songs. And of course, thank you to Nina Kohol for sharing all of these beautiful songs with the world. And thank you for your time. It was lovely talking to you. And good luck to you in your career. We're all looking forward to hearing what comes next. And I encourage all of my listeners to go out and look for Pandemonium and follow Nina on social media. I'll leave the links in the description of the show. If you like this show, please rate and review it anywhere you get your podcast. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at NSAPA Podcast. I'll leave you today with a single Moonlight from Nina Kohut's EP Pandemonium. Enjoy.
Smell it into the sea.